Rogers Anderson. And certainly uh, my pleasure here today to be with an individual that I really look forward to uh, interviewing a little bit or talk to. We don't really do. Joyce Smith is with us today. She is a household word to many, many people, uh, certainly in the Bethesda, Burwood, uh, area of our county and thank you for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me. I considered it an honor when I was asked to be a part of this program. We are trying to get the message out by the channel that we have here, channels that we have here, either Charter or, or Comcast and find out <clears throat> a little about, a little bit about the old Williamson County and the impact and certainly everyone goes through here and, and says, well, I don't know that I had an impact, but you do. Uh, I know for a fact that almost every week you have an article in the paper talking about the events of, uh, of, uh, of the community. But I also know that you are, you are uh, born and raised here in Williamson County. Tell us a little bit about those early days and your maiden name, and I know that you have some fine children and grandchildren. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about Joyce. Well, I wasn't actually born here in Williamson County. I was born in Davidson County, but only lived there two or three years. When my mother, who was the late Vivian Grigsby Watson, also a retired teacher, came home to Bethesda to help take care of her parents, who were Ollie and Ida Alexander Grigsby. And so, therefore, I feel as though I was born and raised in Bethesda. You uh, attended what school back in those I days? I attended Bethesda School, which was elementary and high school, grades 1 through 12. And we are getting ready to celebrate our 55th class reunion the second day of May. So we're excited about that. And how many people, in, and when you graduated from... Um, from high school, how many people were in your class? We had 12 boys and four girls. And of those 12 boys, some familiar names are Alan Brown Marlin and Charles Edward Hood. So those two names go back well. And then the girls were Mary Jane Hargrove at that time, and Dorothy Ann Hawkins, Joanne Edmondson, and then I was Joyce Watson and now I'm Smith. And you came from a pretty uh, large family, I understand. I surely did. There were six boys and three girls. And that's a lot of people say you have a loud voice. Well, I told them you have to have <laughs> a loud voice to be heard over six boys. And so we still have two of my older brothers. I lost three of my brothers within the last two to three years. Both of my sisters, Cleo Cowan, still lives here in Franklin, and Anita Gillespie lives in, uh, well now, in Spring Hill. She did live at Burwood. Now somewhere along those early days, uh, there was, an, you may have answered it by saying your mother uh, was an educator, but uh, you certainly uh, taught many years in the Franklin Special School District. And there must have been a love for education in your life that uh, is probably a lot deeper than I even realized. Our family goes way back with education. Grigsby's, Bonds, and Alexander's, and then I, like you have said, taught in Franklin Special School District with a total of 34 years. I retired 10 years ago, but as you know, I have not retired. No. 
Well, somewhere along the journey, too, you met a, you met a pretty good guy. I met an excellent guy who's not only my husband, soon to be 52 years, but my best friend, Russell Smith, who is from a little community, sort of like Bethesda, but it's Boone's Hill in Lincoln County. Now, how in the world did you meet him down in Lincoln? We yeah. met at MTSU, one of the better <laughs> facilities and places for you to meet a great man. Had children, got grandchildren. Tell us a little bit about how many children you got, how many grandchildren you got, and then we're going to get into talking a little bit about Williamson County of the past. Okay, we have three uh, children. We have two sons. Greg, our oldest son, is in Hickory, North Carolina. He's an electrical engineer with Comcast. We have Jeff, who is here, and he lives out on Ash Hill Road, but he works, he's uh, downtown Franklin at Green Bank. And then Leanne, our daughter, Leanne Ulmer, is a teacher at Freedom Intermediate School. Well, you kept the teaching uh, cycle We're going. We're keeping it going. And then we have six granddaughters. No grandsons, just granddaughters. But we're just as proud as if we had a grandson. Well, of all of your children, I guess Jeff I know uh, the most. I remember uh, several years ago when I had darker hair, I used to referee ball games. Okay. And uh, he was still... Uh, a much younger man than what he is today. And uh, he was dating, if I'm not mistaken, uh, his lovely wife, that, or soon to be his lovely wife at those days. And uh, oh, he loved that ball. He loved that ball. And still does. And still does. And I'm sure those, those, those uh, girls that he's got, uh, they're very, very active. They are. Cassidy is a senior at Page, and Peyton is a freshman. But Peyton is a cheerleader at Page, so we have a few more years to watch her. Our three granddaughters in North Carolina are all uh, through with high school. They're all three in college. The older one, Katie, is getting her teaching degree, can you imagine? And then the middle one, Kelly, is wanting to audition for American Idol because she has a beautiful voice. And then Carrie, the younger one, is getting her nursing degree. Then Leanne's daughter, Lindsay Argo, is a senior at UT Knoxville getting her nursing degree and will be graduating in May. So it, uh, The dinner table fills up faster. It does. It? it does. I know that you put in um, a, a very, very uh, wonderful career as a teacher. And I uh, also know in the last few years uh, you're a survivor of cancer. That's right. And uh, you've not let that slow, slow you down in any way. Uh, it's a real tip of the hat to uh, your, your uh, involvement in that. Rather than letting it get you down, you decided you're going to tackle it head on. That's and, right. And, uh, and I thank you for that, what that means to our community and to the other men, and, and, and mostly women, is going to be uh, your influence in that area. But uh, what can you say to those people out there that are struggling with that terrible, terrible disease? Well, I can say that the Lord has blessed me in more ways than one. But with cancer, when we hear the word cancer, we immediately think of death. But we need to realize that cancer does not always take one's life, but you've got to put your trust and your faith in God. And then you've got to keep pushing and with family and friends and the community as a whole. And I will have to say my school children, because I went back to school taking my chemo on Friday and staying in the bed during the weekend and then being back in the classroom on Monday. So they were a big part of keeping me going in that line. But we're coming up now 
with the Relay for Life. And that's another big thing that we can do as individuals is help with our county in supporting the American Cancer Society, the Williamson County Unit. When you think of the Bethesda community of uh, X amount of years ago, a lot has changed. Very much so. Uh, it's a different way of life. Our, uh, most everyone back in, back in your day and my day, uh, it was all about uh, the ag side, the agriculture, mm -hmm. the, the getting up early, uh, taking care of the, the, of the cows and, and the firewood that most of the boys, uh, we, we certainly had to get that. Tell us a little bit about those early days and, and what was important to you and, and of, of course a strong, uh, I know you've got a strong work ethic, there's just no question in my mind. Talk to us a little bit about well, I those can't days. say enough about the Bethesda community from back then as well as now because even though we're getting newcomers moving in daily really and they are fitting into our community and wanting to be a part of it. And I go back now and think about when I was growing up in the home, I would have to get up before going to school and get up and go milk cows. And people look at me now and think, you never milked a cow. <laughs> I did milk cows. I got swatted plenty of time with the cow's tail and my bucket got kicked over with milk. But I recall those days as being good days. And then going to school, I remember the, going to the old Bethesda school, but we didn't have teachers. Now where you have a whole lot of teachers, I had relatives. And I had Aunt Cleo Grigsby who lived in the same house that I lived in, my mother, and then cousins. So you didn't get away with very much in those days. One person in your life, influential, that kind of, besides your mother, um, that really drove that value in you about education? Well, I'll have to give Aunt Cleo Grigsby credit with that because Aunt Cleo never married, but we were, she took us, there were nine of us. My father was killed in a car wreck when I was four. So Aunt Cleo kind of helped mother with the raising of us in the home place there, which is still there on Bethesda Road. And so Aunt Cleo, and then I look back at some of my very favorite teachers who I recall as being influenced. Nelson Jones, who uh, has gone on to higher places, and he was my principal. And I can recall right now, and we still talk about this at our class reunions, about how Mr. Jones would read Shakespeare and get to the maybe some of the bloody parts of it and everything and then he'd look at O.L. Garner who is still one of our community people and look at him and say now isn't that a beautiful thought and we still <laughs> laugh at those things. I can't too. imagine O.L. Garner liking Shakespeare. Uh, but he did. He's a great guy also. And uh, But it just I recall also when the school didn't didn't have water at the time and so Mr. Billy Alexander would bring milk cans full of water and we would make our own cups. And I've showed the school children numerous times how to make cups out of a piece of notebook paper and go stand in line to get us a drink of water because of those days it was so hot and no water there 
So those are things I, that you remember. <laughs> I had forgotten about making the cups as uh, in East Tennessee where I was raised. I, I definitely remember taking that piece of paper right, and fixing such a yeah. hole in it so you could uh, get a drink of water. You didn't have air conditioning. You didn't have heat, uh, which was just, well, you had uh, a stove, an old potbelly stove right. maybe. But uh, times have changed. Hadn't they, though? And I recall now when you said that, we were not allowed to wear slacks or pants. We could wear them, and if we walked to school or if we rode the bus, we could put them on under our skirt. But as soon as we got to school, we had to take them off and put them back to put back on that afternoon. Times have really changed. Well, there. they have. <laughs> they have changed a lot, and I'm sure as people are watching this, it's bringing back a lot of those memories. Um, uh, of course, discipline was a lot different in those days. Right. Uh, the way that we we handled it, but but I think a lot of the discipline that was used was per, was like you said, it was our um, it was our kin that right. was doing the teaching, well, and everybody I, knew everybody. I recall one discipline uh, thing that my cousin Jimmy Bond was in my class, and several of the others, and I wrote, I called it quote unquote love note. Well, Aunt Cleo was my teacher, and she came around and picked it up. Didn't say a word, but she carried it home and gave it to mother and said, this is the kind of work your daughter is doing for me. <laughs> and I will never forget mother standing me by the wood box. Now, the wood box was by the stove that held the stove wood that went in there. And mother stood me by that wood box and lectured me. And I kept thinking, please pick up a stick of that wood and whip me and let me go. But the lecture did me more good. I can recall that. Why, and, and, I'm, and I, this is kind of, you may not have the answer, but I'll ask it anyway. There's distinct lines. I moved here in 1980. Uh, most everybody in this community that knows me, uh, I didn't grow up here. I love it. Don't plan on yeah. ever leaving. But, but there's a distinct line when people from that uh, part of our county, the Bethesda and, uh, and, uh, and uh, where Huff's Grocery is out in Burwood. But there's a distinct line between Burwood, between Bethesda, and, and get on down to Eileen Wallace and, and the Wallaces and down, in, and, and, uh, down in Flat Creek. How did those lines develop like that? Well, I think it's because of the different families. You had the Grigsby's, you had the Alexander's, you had the Huff's. From Huff's Grocery, well, my Aunt Jessie Grigsby married a Huff. And so, therefore, and she taught down there. And then uh, Judy Grigsby Hayes, her father, was my mother's brother. So, therefore, Judy's mother, Aunt Annie Lou, taught school. And so that goes on. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, then uh, going on toward Flat Creek. Well, you had some of the Reeds and you had some of the Bonds and kind of Leo Bond at the time, she was Leo Grigsby. So you can see where the Bonds, the Grigsby's, the Alexanders, all of those fit in that pattern and they're all educators and they go way back. A typical day to leave uh, Bethesda, College, uh, College Grove, uh, uh, Flat Creek, Burwood, come to Franklin must have been a, just a treat. It was a big treat. We never came to town except on Saturdays. And sometimes mother would let us come with her. But the main thing that I remember was that if she came to town without us, she always came back home with a little bag of what we call the orange slices. 
and we look so forward to getting orange slices brought to us. And I recall after I got older working on the main street of downtown Franklin. I worked at Draper and Darwin as one of my first jobs. Then I worked at Frank's, which was a family store down there. And I recall Ben Franklin being on the main street. So it goes back a good many years. Did you ever get a chance to go to the picture show? Went to the picture show, I surely did. My sister at that time, Cleo, was married to Wirt Courtney, Jr. And they lived in Franklin. And I would come and stay with her and go to the picture show. And uh, most of the time, it was, they would walk me there and then meet me if I didn't have some friends or that to go and with. And do you remember what it might have cost to go to the picture? Oh, probably a quarter. If that much at that time, I don't recall that, but I remember Cokes being a nickel. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, I do too. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about it. What a what a wonderful example your mother um, set for you. The values she's in, entrenched in you, and certainly you've passed those on to your children. But to be a, uh, we talk, we hear this term all the time. Uh, my my grandmother, who lived to be 99, lived in Estill Springs, Tennessee. She had four children. Her husband, very similar to yours, passed away at an untimely event and early in her life. Uh, she was a widow more than she was ever been married. Right. And, uh, but it was a different time. And we hear this term, uh, um, and I certainly don't mean to belittle it or make light of it, as a single parent. There is nothing any more single parent than raising nine children. Right, and I, like I said, I go back and credit my grandparents as well as my mother's brothers and sisters who helped out with the raising of us also. But my mother instilled in me, and one thing I have tried to tell my children as well as my school children, don't ever put anything on paper that you would be ashamed of if someone else found it. And so that has stayed with me. When I go to write things, I reread it to see if there's anything in there that I wouldn't want put out if someone read it that wasn't supposed to be reading it. Time for a humorous story. I know you're, you're, you're just a wonderful author, writer. Uh, the way that you communicate, um, you're very, very articulate. But I'll bet there were some wonderful stories, humorous stories, uh, and maybe one in particular that you just, you'd just like to tell us. Do you know things are going through my head and there's so many of them <laughs> right now that I can't think of any one particular, but I recall the good days at Bethesda School and with all of us out on the playground playing ball, but there was not very humorous, but at that time we didn't have balls and bats at our home, and so my brother and I were out in the backyard playing ball with a rock, and we had it wrapped up, and the ball was hit, which was the rock at the time, and came and hit me right in the face in my teeth and broke my tooth off. So I still have a remembrance <laughs> of that with a tooth that was knocked off of playing ball with a rock. So I try to tell the children, don't ever do that. When uh Reminded me of a story when I, I just had the one sister growing up, and uh, and a way of life for a, a, a young boy in, in in the rural part of East Tennessee that I was raised was uh, certainly fishing and hunting and and playing down at the at the creek and uh, and the river wasn't too far away and certainly uh, you know how rewarding that was. Now 
The one thing we did not do as, as children growing up, uh, you didn't hang around the house when you got your chores or your work done. You're right. You got out of there because mom always found more work for you to do than you could ever get around to getting it done. Well, the thing I remember, one of the things that I remember is I would go in the kitchen to help mother cook and I would start to peel potatoes and she would walk over there and she'd say, you need to go do something else. I think I can peel these faster than you can. <laughs> so to this day, I'm not a very good potato peeler. <laughs> What would you like to share with the folks this morning? I'm doing a lot of the, the interviewing and questions, and it's, I, a thousand questions I can ask, but sometimes I fail, I fail to realize that you have a special story, something that you might like to tell these folks that are watching here today. Well, I'd just like to say that of my 34 years of teaching school in the Franklin Special School District, those were some of the best years. Watching children grow, and even now, seeing former students who have children of their own and watching them. And then also, I do what is known as the story bus in the summertime, and that is one of my, I call it my babies, because when I retired 10 years ago, we started thinking in terms, we being Janice Shelby and K.A. Walt Musgrave, started thinking about how we could serve these children during the summertime. So we thought of this old school bus, they took it, cleaned out the insides, and made it a rolling library. So this is the beginning, getting ready to start our 10th year this summer, and we have a new, and it's called Story Bus Plus now. It used to be an old blue story bus with characters on it that the school children had painted on it. And, uh, but now we have a new one that's called Story Bus Plus. And it is wonderful for parents in the summertime to bring their children and leave them with us. We have two certified teachers and then I am on there with them. And the parents can drop them off, sign them in, and then go buy their groceries or run, to, run an error. We ask them not to leave town just to stay within the area. And they leave them for about 45 minutes. And these students read to us, we read to them, or they just lie on bean bags and look at books. And we have thousands of books on there. And this may be a great time to plug Please. that if there are any parents out there that have small books that their children, or well, younger <laughs> books, that their children have outgrown and would like to donate them, to the story bus, we would be more than happy to accept those. And we have our school board, which has been excellent to work with on this project, have, uh, they give books in honor of and in memory of, and so we have books on the bus that have been given in honor of people and in memory of people. So we would love to if there are people, they can go by the school office and drop them off or go by any school. I taught at Johnson for those 34 years, and that's home. And I go back now, and it's still home. If, as I said here, and I mean, it just seems to be a common thread, a common denominator that keeps coming out. It's, it's, it's your life learning skills. Just recently, we had Dr. David Heath. On, and he was talking about the next generation of children half, whereas you, let me back up a little, you and I went to school, we basically um, 
figured that's the occupation we were going to be in for, for our career, whether it was teaching right. or whether it was in private business, whatever, or an entrepreneur. Today, David is recommending that, that, that our youth learn to be prepared, learn to be able to change your, your career because as the world has changed, it changes much, right. much faster than what you and I uh, are, were used to growing up. Uh, and reading is the key. Reading is the key and I urge parents to start at birth, reading to their children, uh, letting them read to them, listening to them, and sit down and listen to them talk with them. And uh, But like you said, reading is the number one thing that they need to do, and they need to love it. And I tried to tell them, you don't have to travel out of the world. You can pick up a book and travel in the book and feel like you're there by reading that. Every, every time that I'm around you, I'm always inspired by your positive outlook. I'm inspired by your, your ability to continue on pushing yourself, uh, getting involved in things. Uh, almost every week you, you see your picture, you see an article that you're writing. Uh, what, a, what an inspiration you are to many of us that just because you retire doesn't mean you've quit. No, and I have been writing the Bethesda News since my mother passed away, which is 30 plus years. And then we found out that my grandmother wrote it, my great-grandmother wrote it, so it's a family thing. And someone wanted to know where my daughter lived, if she was going to pick up and write it. But she's in Spring Hill now, so she won't be writing about the Bethesda News. But it is wonderful. I could not write the Bethesda News if it wasn't for the people letting me know what's happening and what's going on. We've got about two to two and a half minutes left may have overlooked something that you wanted to to say. Here's your opportunity uh, to, to say whatever you'd like to to the people that are watching this, that are, are, are reminiscing about uh, the, their lives, their folding a piece of paper and having to drink water out of it, which I had totally forgot that I used to do that. Um, is there something that you would like to say? Well, I just, I'm such a patriotic person that it just goes back with me thinking about all the people in my past and I think how wonderful that it is not only to have lived here in Williamson County and in the great community of Bethesda and don't let me put down any of our other small <laughs> communities because they are just as great but it is and I just thank God daily that he has allowed me to continue on with all the things that I've had wrong in my life from a very serious car wreck, from cancer and other things, but God has seen me through all of this and you as well as other friends and neighbors and I just want to say thank you. Well, uh, we could sit here and pat each other on the <laughs> back, but you've earned every Every acclimate that comes your way, the people we're trying to have on this, on this, this particular time, are individuals that have had an impact in our community, and you continue to have that impact. Uh, I mentioned to you uh, Virginia Bowman we had on earlier in our show, uh, 
certainly uh, she is at least past 16. That's as far as I'm going <laughs> to go with her age. But she continues to have an impact on Williamson County and our community. Miss Virginia surely does. And as I told her the other night, let me throw in this also. I've taken up working part-time at Williamson Memorial Funeral Home. And I get to see so many people that I haven't seen in the past. And Miss Virginia and I threw out to each other that we've been told that we were related. So we've got that to go dig up and find out where we are. And I've got to go. As much well, as I love talking you so to you, much. I have to go. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you next time. I'm Rogers Anderson.